Most of you know who I am in the church here, um, but those of you who don't, my name is Bob Doolittle. <clears throat> and uh, I've been part of an uh, opportunity that God has given me to uh, learn to, to not only to teach the Word of God, but to preach it. Um, started into this, and that's, that, oh no, that's not me, I'm not going to preach. God had different plans, I guess. Here I am. But um, um, to share your word today, I, <clears throat> I have to say, before uh, we start in, we're, we're going to be looking at <clears throat> uh, Galatians chapter 5. So if you'd like to get uh, there in your Bibles. and um, Before we start on that, before I read, um, I have to say that as a deacon in this church, I, <clears throat> I've been here about nine years now. Um, and a member of this church, and uh, when I when I came to this church, I fell in all the way. Um, God struck me in a hard way, and 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 it, and it, it was needed, and uh, and I, I praise Him every day for that. But I fell in heavily, and but I forgot one thing. Um, as time went on, and I got more involved, and then was asked to be a deacon. I forgot to, to keep this right. And there was a point in time where I wanted to serve God. I, I'd asked the Lord, I said, Sir, God, use me how you will. And boy, he did in many ways. And I'm thankful for that. And, and again, I praise him every day for the, the things that he's using me in and, and the, the, the things that he's doing in my life and, and the work that, that's, that he's doing in me. And, and in others that I see. But you see, I had, a, I had a my will thing. I wanted to do it on my own. I wanted to, to see that this was done and that's the way it's got to be without working with others and loving them and seeing their point and agreeing and being able to, to work together. And this scripture, it... It really stuck out to me, and, and that was one of the reasonings in my picking this particular piece of scripture um, in this book, um, because it, it resonated with me as a deacon in the church, and God has shown me that it's not about me, it's not my will, but his, and that I'm here to serve him, not me. So that being said, and, and, and again, I, that's not, um, you know, is there anybody perfect in here? I, I'm the only one? I see. Uh, not about me. And um, he's shown me that it's uh, about serving him and serving others, serving, the, serving his people, serving your brothers and sisters in Christ. And um, seeing that uh, doesn't mean that, again, I get it right every time. Um, from time to time, I catch myself. But praise the Lord, His Holy Spirit works on me every day. And uh, so when, when I see uh, that, I'm, I'm, I'm just so thankful and blessed, about, blessed that uh, God works in us um, Constantly, if we just allow him. 
So uh, if you have your Bibles open to uh, Galatians chapter 5, um, we're going to read uh, uh, chapter 5, verses 13 through 15. Before I do, I want to say that Paul, Paul's letters uh, throughout the New Testament, they reflect uh, commitment to, to develop leaders. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me, in local churches. His ministry wasn't focused on him, uh, himself, uh, but on bringing the good news of Jesus Christ to the people and then establishing and functioning local churches with servant leaders. <clears throat> Galatians 5, 13 through 15 it says, for you were called to freedom, brothers. Only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh. But through love, serve one another. For the whole law is fulfilled in one word. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. But if you bite and devour one another, watch out that you are not consumed by one another. I titled this, We Live Our Freedom. We Live Out Our Freedom in Christ When We Serve One Another in Love. For Paul's talking here about serving one another in, in love, in the love of Jesus Christ. <clears throat> Paul makes three points here. And the first point being that our call is to freedom in Christ. <clears throat> Verse 1, he says, For freedom Christ has set us free. Stand firm, therefore, and do not submit again to a yoke of slavery. <clears throat> the second point he makes is that freedom doesn't mean providing opportunity for the flesh. We say that again. Freedom doesn't, doesn't mean providing opportunity for the flesh. So easy to do. You see, freedom presents an opposite temptation for legalism. A person can be tempted to view freedom in Christ as a selfish opportunity for the flesh. But Paul points out here that true Christian liberty is the freedom to love one another, to serve one another in love. <clears throat> serve one another in love. We're going to see throughout this, it's all about love, as we know. Serving one another in love. Loving your brother and sister. The word freedom or liberty is used in other translations, and it's pronounced eleutheria. It comes from the prime word eleutheros, meaning free not a slave or under restraint, exempt from a free man or a free woman. We are freed by the grace of God through the Son of God, Jesus Christ. <clears throat> In chapter 2, verse 13, Paul says this, Yet we know that a person is not justified by the works of the law, but through faith, Jesus Christ. 
So we also have believed in Christ in order to be justified by faith in Christ and not by works of the law because of by works of the law no one will be justified. By works of the law no one will be justified. We know we're not under the Old Testament law. We know. Those of us who know the Lord, we know. We know our Bible. We know that that Christ is our laws, the law of grace, God's grace through Christ. In chapter 5, verse 6, Paul says, For in Christ Jesus neither circumcision nor uncircumcision count for anything but only faith working through love. There's that love and that faith again working. <clears throat> So we're justified by faith in Christ and not by works of the law. <clears throat> nothing, nothing but works, or excuse me, nothing but faith working through love will count for anything. Um, very strong words of Paul, the way Paul puts that there. Nothing but faith working through love, will count for anything. It's not going to count unless it's faith working through love. Now, the believer doesn't live under the law of Moses, of course, but instead under the laws of Christ. Get this. Living in Christ empowers us to love others. Amen. Yeah. Which in turn is the fulfillment of the law. <clears throat> John 13, 34, Jesus said, A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another just as I have loved you. You also are to love one another. Chapter 6, verse 2, Paul says, Bear one another's burdens, and so fulfill the laws of Christ. Bear one another's burdens. Okay. So what does it mean? What does it mean that we should bear one another's burdens? What, what does that mean? Why are we to do that? Well, bearing one, another, bearing one another's burdens is fulfilling the laws of Christ, I must say to you, rather than... Now get this, bearing one another's burdens is fulfilling the laws of Christ rather than providing opportunity for the flesh. Bearing one another's burdens and serving one another in love is expected of all believers. Verse 14 of this text he starts it out and says, Do not use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. Amen. Sometimes we forget about the love part, don't we? Don't take me wrong. I'm not trying to point fingers, folks. I'm probably worse at this stuff than most all of you are. But the Lord loves me. He loves you. 
and his grace is abundant. The third point that Paul makes here that I want to make clear is that freedom means I can love my brothers in serving them. There are two positives and two negatives here in this text. First in verse 13, Paul says only do not. Catch the negative right there. Do not use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh. And then the second, which is a positive in verse 13, very positive. He says, but through love serve one another. Through love. There we go again. Through love. God's love is everywhere, isn't it? The third, in verse 14, is the positive where he says, you shall love your neighbor. There we go. Love again. Love your neighbor as yourself. And then the fourth, which is a negative in verse 15. This is the one, people, that strikes me as a It bothers me. But if you bite and devour one another, watch out that you are not consumed by one another. Hard to make words for that. And I say that from here, from me, because I've kind of been there a little bit. And that's because this thing was all wrong. And I, I, I tell you, it's not a good place to be when you're being devoured by someone or something that's going on. Now, it could be a good thing. You could be devoured by the love of the Lord. That's, praise God. I, I, uh, but to be devoured or consumed of and by something that is of Satan, that is... We have no business in. Not a fun place. And I've I kind of been there a little bit. But it, but it was... It's all good. God has shown me those things. And he's working in my heart. And I trust he's working in yours all the time. And <clears throat> so if you bite and devour one another, watch out that you're not consumed by one another. <clears throat> So I say, don't be consumed by one another. But serve one another in love. Love your brothers and sisters. Serve them in any way you can. That's what serving God is all about. So why? Why do I say all of this? Because to serve in love is freedom in Christ. Amen. Let's pray.